0: Hi, I'm Sarah Shea.
1: And I'm Strangely Duesberg.
0: Welcome to the Pilot House.
1: A podcast where we watch all the shows we miss the first time around.
0: And try to figure out where the heck they were going with this.
1: Sarah, what do you know about Bewitched?
0: Uh, there's a lady who wiggles her nose. She doesn't put her arms in front of her and nod her head the other magic lady on a 60s TV show who does whimsical things for a hapless human dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Samantha? She's a witch.
1: Yeah.
0: I I was trying to do like a fun intro. We usually do, but I'm like, I couldn't think of anything fun to say about this show. Just honest, what we know answers.
1: Yeah, the, of all of the shows we're doing this season. This is the one that I actually have the least amount of knowledge or memory of. Interesting. In in terms of the original thing, I like, you know, again, I know as you said, it's about a lady who's a witch, she's married to a guy who's not a witch. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of, you know, it's it's another one of those popular 60s type shows where you're introducing a odd element to suburbia
0: right, that's yeah. going to
1: like invert expectations yeah yeah uh, but more of my impressions of what I think this is going to be come from later things that are calling back to it or referencing back to it uh, you know more, most recently notably WandaVision has a lot of sort of
0: oh sure yeah, reference yeah, back yeah. to
1: this but in terms the whole thing yeah but in terms of what we're actually going to get in this package I have no idea
0: interesting okay
1: uh, it was remade as a theatrical movie. I want to say oh God, Will yeah. Ferrell was in it. Ferrell? Ferrell. <laughs> uh, Never heard
0: anyone pronounce his name that way.
1: Nicole Kidman.
0: <laughs> Kidman. Kidman. <laughs> Please, Mr. Kidman was my father. Uh, uh, yeah, she's Samantha. Uh, yeah. Will Ferrell plays her uh, husband.
1: But I didn't see that either. Nor did I. I
0: think it had a little bit of a twist on it. Like it was there. It wasn't just a straight translation of the story to the big screen. I think there was some kind of thing where like they're shooting a movie of Bewitched. There's some kind of concept thing.
1: Sort of a modern high concept kind of. Yeah,
0: I never saw it because I don't know. It just didn't seem like that it needed to happen. (laughs) And I don't like Will Ferrell, but that's on me.
1: But again, it's, it seems like your knowledge of this is just sort of more broad cultural osmosis. More well, than, did you ever no, watch No, I did watch
0: this one. I do remember watching this show. Um, mm. And I know more about it than you do. Um, Samantha is a witch. I cannot remember whether... Uh, initially, I couldn't remember whether her husband knew that she was a witch or not. And was she hiding her magic from him? Or were they hiding her magic from the rest of the world? But I think I looked at something online that said like he didn't know. Okay. maybe he figures it out throughout the show. I kind of hope so. It seems like that'd be hard to maintain. But like she can do magic, but she kind of I think there's something where like she give Oh no, or maybe he doesn't he does know, but he asks her sort to of like give up her magic, which dumb, but there's some element of she's restrained in her magic because of him. Either she marries him and chooses to give it up, he asks her to give it up. There's some kind of element there that hopefully will be covered in the pilot that I'm not clear on. But she's uh, she's trying to be just a normal suburban housewife. With her husband, Darren. And she cannot resist occasionally doing magic. And occasionally magic people come to visit them. Her mother definitely comes to visit. I
1: was going to ask, because vaguely her mother is like a character, a presence. And
0: I don't think her mother approves of her marrying a a plebe. (laughs) And I think she, she might even have a sister that visits at some point. But... That's the main thing. I Mm -hmm. don't remember whether they have any friends. Do they have a Fred and Ethel? You know, do they have a a nosy neighbor? I don't remember any of that. I just remember her wiggling her nose. And I know that they recast her husband at some point. I can't remember why. I don't remember if the actor died or there's something else happened. But there are two Darren's. At some point in the show, they switch. They switched him up and just asked you to pretend it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, he, he got uh, in trouble for tweeting uh, racist. <laughs> he dog got whistles. he got
0: canceled. A very early example of cancellation.
1: Uh, so one last thing that I just is sort of vaguely kicking in my mind, in the orbit of this show, mm-hmm. is that when you know you brought up the mother, and then I was like, oh yeah, the mother. Um, I have a vague. Connection in my mind to Deanna Troy and Luxa- Luxana. Is that her Luxana. Mom's? Luxana? Luxana. 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 Yeah. Michelle Barrett Roddenberry, like the. Uh,
0: Did you say Michelle?
1: Is it what's her name? Ma- Majel. Magel. Majel. Yeah.
0: Majel. Uh, Majel. Majel. I'm not entirely yeah. sure how to pronounce it correctly, but it's M-A-J-E-L. Like it's.
1: It's a word it's I've only ever seen in print. Like, uh, anyway. But the, the way that her character uh, is always, like, swanning in and is, like, super fab and, like, really yeah, elaborate yeah. clothing and, like, kind of, like, her more serious-minded daughter is, like, she's mom. Come like, I don't know why, when I think of Samantha Witch having a mom, I <laughs> yeah. think of that relationship, yeah. too.
0: I didn't know. I never would have connected those two, but that absolutely lines up with what I remember about the mom character. I sort of remember her swanning in looking fabulous and being like, oh, this guy, you know.
1: yeah. Like that, I wonder if there's a word for that archetype because that is there's kind of like an archetype. Yeah.
0: Also, I was waiting to see if you're going to say. I thought I remembered something about the mom, and I can't remember. I, 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 something popped into my head about who plays the mom, mm. and I was going to wait and see if that's what you knew. I'm going to leave it till our discussion of the episode, just in case it's a surprise in and she appears in the pilot. I don't I have no idea. She might. She might not.
1: Well, let, let's. I'm going to plug my ears in La 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 and yeah, you yeah. say the name okay. uh, just just so that we have it on record just in case you... Yeah, you
0: otherwise know. I could lie. <laughs> I would lie on this podcast. Okay, uh, this might be bananas, but I think Shirley McLean might be the bomb. Okay. Done. <laughs> Stop making that weird noise. Okay. Um... I think that's it. That's it's, all I remember about the show. So shall we... Uh,
1: go Be Watched, Bewitched.
0: <laughs> nice one.
1: Oh, wait, One last thing, sorry. Uh, <laughs>
0: so Back to hit stop, and
1: then it would have been <laughs> all over. I think this has, like, a, an animated opening credit sequence. Like, in a cartoony style.
0: Yes, I think she's wearing a cliche witch hat, pointed like hat. flying on a broom. Flying on a broom. Okay. Whether she ever flies on a broom... Or wears a pointy hat in the show. I have no idea. But yes, I believe that is the iconic animated intro. Much like I Dream of Jeannie having an iconic animated intro.
1: There is a magician broom story that I will tell you later in this episode. But for now...
0: I've seen Fantasia, strangely.
1: It's not about Fantasia, Sarah. <laughs> That's a sorcerer, not a magician.
0: Potato posado. All right, let's get into it.
1: That's wonderful. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Now,
0: I am a witch. A real house-haunting, broom-riding, cauldron-stirring witch.
1: It must be the champagne. It's been a hectic day for both of us. This getting married is not as easy as it looks. Would I say I was a witch if I'm not? I don't know. I have an aunt who thinks she's a lighthouse. And whenever it rains, she insists on climbing on the garage roof to warn the sailors.
0: How do you think she is the lighthouse?
1: Huh?
0: Well, maybe you're the one that's looking straight
1: in the lighthouse and thinks she's seeing an old lady on a garage roof. Okay, okay, okay. My aunt is a lighthouse and you're a witch.
0: You don't believe
1: me. <sighs> okay, if you're a witch, where's your black hat and broom and how come you're out when it isn't even Halloween? Mother was right, you're prejudiced. You told me your mother was in India.
0: She is. But she dropped in on me this evening.
1: Here? <laughs> yes. Is she here now? No. Good. Because I don't care for even an
0: invisible mother in law along on my honeymoon. All right, so, Bewitched has happened. <laughs> and. Yeah. To, to, to start with the what we were wrong about, <laughs> I want to acknowledge. That I was 100%, 1000% wrong about who plays her mom. I don't know what I was thinking. I looked up their ages and I'm like, yeah, she's like, the, st- the actress I was thinking of is like the same age as the actress who plays Samantha. I checked to see if she played the mom in the movie. She didn't. All I The only explanation I have for myself is that she could have played that character and she would have done a great job. Shailene
1: McLean. Oh, that's... Yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah. No, and I also didn't realize the mom was, that was going to be such a big part of the show. I mean, she's, she's in the credits. Yeah, yeah, She has a, and, and featuring this person as that, you know, card on the, in the credits that like the others don't. So yeah. clearly she's going to be a bigger part than I realized. So I thought it was just like, she appeared every now and then. It was maybe a bit of stunt casting to have Shreela McLean, And I mean, she's not old enough. Then again, B. Arthur was older than Estelle Getty. When they shot Golden Girls. So, uh, it's not that weird. But yeah, I'm a little bit embarrassed. It's Agnes Moorhead who's delightful. But, but yeah, she's she's in the... She shows up...
1: Right away. Right away. <laughs> it, and that kind of character, like Shirley MacLaine, would totally knock it out of the park. So yeah. Like, it's,
0: no, it's almost a shame she...
1: As, like, Didn't a headcanon casting. It makes sense. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, having watched this, that somehow I had a Troy and Mama Troy vibe in yeah. my mind. Because, like, absolutely. There's, like, it's very much that glam mom swishes in and just, like, yeah. eats the scenery and it's like, death.
0: I will tell you what to do. Yeah, Her, uh, I feel like Luxana would have worn that outfit.
1: The, the, yeah, the over-the-top <laughs> camp mom swanning in. Yeah. And, and, uh. Uh, jazzing up the place for for a daughter who is trying to like maintain like some level of just like normalcy. Yeah, it's th- it's very similar. Yeah, like to the point that I'm I'm like I'm now wondering if at some point I read somewhere that like Loxana was inspired by Bewitched or something or like you know some interview yeah. with Magic uh, Bear who's like oh I just loved Agnes Moorhead Bewitched and Bewitched yeah finally yeah. got to be you know.
0: yeah. I I have no idea. I have no information on that front. But uh, I think the only thing that I was not... I wasn't wrong about, but I was not sure about is, yes, she tells him that she's a witch on their wedding night. Questionable choice. And he asks her to give up magic and be a normal person. So that's the, the situation. Yeah. She's not trying to hide it from him. I thought that might be that. And I went, that can't have lasted long, right? Like, it's yeah. been kind of boring but then again uh, I'll tell you one thing that I was wrong about that I didn't know to say I was wrong about which is that I had no memory of Sheila that character oh Zero. wow I don't know if she sticks around I'd like I I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if she was the kind of character who got phased out pretty quickly like they just decided this was not fun anymore or whatever like yeah. they were like we've done everything we can with this dynamic let's get rid of her no memory of that.
1: Yeah, there's some strong choices made with Sheila, and... Yeah. And yet, it's like we were told way too much and way too little about it. Yeah,
0: yes, thank you. Exactly where I'm coming from. So let's let's do a little bit of recap, shall we? Sure. So uh, the show starts with a... Surprise. Uh, it starts with them meeting for the first time mm-hmm. um, with a weird little montage with a narrator that's like a boy met a girl and then they kept running into each other and then they fell in love and they got married. It's like really trying to drive home. This is a normal American story. And no. there's goes except that the wife was a witch. And it's like, yeah, we saw the intro sequence, my dude. You're not surprising us here. Was that but no? That was before they did. was damn After. it! Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. I guess it just fe- it felt ridiculous because we know what Bewitched is. But I, yeah. But that's the thing. For people who, who are watching it for the first time, would they not have seen an ad for it? Did they not do ads for new shows?
1: Who How knows? Did- and the 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 fact that there's like there's a laugh track on this and like. The narrator goes, the wife was a witch. And the audience is like, ah! I'm like... <laughs> Get it? Like, wives? <laughs> yeah, um, also the... This, I'm sorry, I just, I have to say up front, this was excruciating for me to watch. It like, was a
0: little bit, yes. Yeah, it reminded me of the I Dream of Genie" pilot a bit,
1: um, which... But that at least had, like, I feel like I Dream of Genie" had... Like, there was a... F- they were at least trying to have fun with the chaos. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel f- f- fun. It...
0: It it was a little bit like, okay, are we doing more of this? Oh, no, another one? Oh, gosh. Why do we keep having to do this? It did feel a little bit like a lot. But I'm sure audience at the time would be having more fun with the effects.
1: Oh, I yeah, mean, the effects were great. Like
0: I just felt like they did too much. Like, they were just like, we really want to do... We really want to make stuff float around. They would just do the same effect like three times, and you're know,
1: like, "That floating hairbrush at the beginning was no, genuinely was, draw, jaw-dropping." No,
0: it was really well done. I, I don't know how they how they did it. Like, I didn't see any strings.
1: And but you're right. Like the 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 uh, animate ashtray that's sliding around the table clearly like they were. So enamored with having built an ashtray that could slide back and forth. Oh, and yeah. We just played and they did, with did it. it for
0: four minutes. Yeah. yeah,
1: for so long. I mean, it was like Family Guy sketch levels.
0: Well, also, even though the effect of the hairbrush floating was good, it seemed like a weird choice for the, the first thing we we're going to see her do in Magic. It's like, it's their wedding night. It's their honeymoon. She's, you know, brushing her hair and wearing like a full length, long sleeved neck to... To toe like pink robe of some kind. It is not sexy even remotely.
1: Well, I Um, I think the implication is that there's something under that, right? Yeah, we can't show you on TV, but we all know. Yeah, I just was like,
0: it it looked very frumpy to me with a little lace collar. But she's sitting there brushing her hair, like getting ready for the big night. No, she's sitting there, I guess, and she goes like, "Oh, time to brush my hair," which is perfect. Where's my hairbrush? oh, for some reason it's on the other side of the room and not in front of my vanity. And then it just floats across the room. It just seems like it would have been more dramatic if it had popped up in her hand. It would have been a less exciting effect, but it would have been like more dramatic for her to be like, whoop, got it. And you're like, oh. It just seemed like, oh, she's just, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's all colored by the fact that I knew she was a witch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think about, I mean, that's that thing, right? Like, if you didn't know what was about to happen in that, that would have been... Genuinely surprising. Yeah. And shocking. I
0: guess so. I guess so. It's just, this show spent a lot of time on things that didn't seem to need that much time spent, and not enough time on other things. Like, just, yeah, the, um, so she's in the, she's in her room, he's out in the uh, the rest of the hotel room, in the suite, having champagne, and all of a sudden her mother appears. Like, what is going on? What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> look at your life. Look at your choices. Um, and she, and She's like, well, I'm getting married, mother. Or I got, I'm married. And, oh, well, yes, I know. It's ridiculous. Well, let's get out of here. I'll have you home in, in no time. No mention of where is home. Yeah. No mention of... How long has she been living outside the, like, witch world? Like, is there another world where witches... Like, uh, her mother shows up dressed, you know, flamboyantly and not, like, even a flamboyant person in this time period would dress. Like, not, like, 60s flamboyant. She's dressed like a witch. So, like, clearly they come from some other world. There's crazy hair and crazy makeup and everything. Big red hair. So it just felt like... She's like, "Yo, oh, come... Yeah, I'll have you home in a minute. And it's like, wait, how does she didn't tell her mother about any of this does her mother know she's been like living in the normal world or whatever like i just had so many questions about like and then when um she says well i'm gonna tell him that i'm a witch and he'll he'll be fine with it and her mother's like yeah right like okay well i'll i'll pick you up later or whatever like i'll see you later when you're over this little game or whatever but like that whole scene went on so much longer than it needed to without actually conveying any new information or doing any fun effects that would be an excuse. She tries like three different times, I think, you to get her the, mother
1: to disappear. And the mother several times teleports him down to the lobby of the hotel.
0: Twice, yes, yes. She does the same bit twice where she's yeah. like, you know, Samantha says, he'll be in in any moment. She's like, well, I'll deal with him. And then zooms him into the lobby of the hotel. And it's, yeah. haha, he's in his dressing gown. Also, wearing, like, hard patent leather men's dress shoes
1: in... I I don't know what you wear to bed, Sarah, but... (laughs)
0: He's, like, walking towards the bedroom to be like, all right, it's sex time, wearing his shoes? Yeah. It seems like it would have been actually funnier if he'd been... The visual of him walking through the lobby in his bare feet would have been funnier. So I'm like, why is he wearing these shoes? Anyway.
1: I mean, you, you... Again... This is that thing that Too this suggestive. show does. Bear Too suggestive feet. bare feet. Yeah. Uh, look uh,
0: up look up Dick York on WikiFeet. See if they ever got his feet on the show.
1: Christ on a crutch.
0: I'm sorry. Are you not familiar with the existence of that website?
1: It's a real website.
0: It sure is. You can look up celebrities and see if their feet have ever been, you know, bare feet have ever been photographed on screen or anything oh. like that. Yep. That's a real site. I've never looked at it, but I've... I've heard of it. I feel like I don't need to look at
1: it. You know, I get it. I get it. You said that the scene goes on way too long with nothing new happening. And that is true, except for it's clearly we're supposed to be enjoying the comedy of what the mom is... The mom witching (sighs) Dick York. Yeah. Like, and again, this is a thing where, like, they had an effect that they figured out how to do that. They were clearly... It, it, it's a very effects-heavy show, and clearly they're proud of what they're doing. And I yeah, I guess so. I wonder if some of this being excruciating to us from the year of our gourd twenty twenty two is that a, a middling green screen teleportation effect yeah. is not nearly as jaw dropping. Yeah, I guess the, they just they
0: really recording. wanted to show it off. Still doing the exact same effect twice. I just feel like is like it's going to be diminishing returns the second time.
1: And then it's not they, going to blow people's yeah. minds
0: more the second time.
1: And it it there's there's not even a good button on it like I would rather have it happen 3 times than 2 and the third time He's like, eh, and then the, the the concierge already has the key for him.
0: Good point. If they had done a joke with the third time where the concierge was already there or the third time it got transported to the roof or something, you know, but no, they just do the same joke twice and it's not funnier the second time. It's not yeah. more mind-blowing effect the second time. Uh, so yeah, anyway, mom finally leaves. She goes out and is like, honey, I need to tell you something. I'm a witch. And he's like, okay, sure, whatever. Let's, please, can we sex now? So... She then seems surprised that he didn't just take her at her word. Like, what did... It's just hard to imagine what Samantha was expecting his reaction to be. So she's like, well, I guess I'll just have to show you. He's like, okay, sure. Show me. And, and then...
1: We get, again, this is a sequence, you know, the the animate ashtray that I mentioned earlier. She makes a lighter light without anyone touching it, which is yeah. so impressive. She, she makes a... a Alcoholic drink appear in his hand and then
0: A different drink and the then the drink changes straw.
1: and then adds a straw. I thought that bit was cute. Where Though he that finally was cute. starts to understand yes. that there's a there's a connection and it's we happening. had
0: to sit through the lighter yeah. and the ashtray moving, I wanna say eight different times before yeah. we got to the bit with the drink. And then he's like, You're really a witch. He starts to faint, she slides a chair under him. That little bit with the drink and the chair, that was great. If that had been the start of it, if that had been the, the sum total of it, okay. But the that ashtray moving like 20 times was a little bit like, okay, we get it. But it also just seemed like, girl, what did you think his reaction was going to be? Also, she tells her mother, I'm going to tell Memowitch, I don't believe that married people should have secrets. I do believe in keeping a secret until you're already married, so it's harder for them to get away. Like, if you really believed that he you shouldn't keep secrets from him why didn't you tell him you were rich before you got married
1: i wonder if that is partially caused by some of the meta narrative that's happening with this this show gets referenced a lot uh in some of the context that i did some of my research in when i was at uni because i did stuff on the history of witchcraft particularly Mm. how witches were portrayed in popular culture obviously this show would come up and this show has some it's it's got some like cultural lasting staying power because there's some some pretty strong feminist undercurrents that it's been celebrated for later you know this idea that you're having a a woman suppressing this glorious thing about herself her magic for this man you know there's sort of this it's it's been looked upon as offering commentary again from Mm. Yeah, I I can send you the relevant no, papers. No, that's, uh,
0: I'm not. I'm not questioning your research. Uh, I'm just surprised because to me it
1: seemed very. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind, not getting yeah. much of that subtext. I'm not getting from this initial episode. But she I,
0: she just keeps saying, "I'm going to be such a good wife." Yeah, and I'm going to clean the house and and be a yeah all that stuff.
1: But I I wonder if part of our experience of it again is being colored by sort of where we're watching it from. Mm -hmm. Or should I say when we're watching it from? Uh, In that, you know, some of these these things that don't really even feel like any particular kind of comment to an audience in this, like how this would have looked to an audience in the 60s would be so different. Yeah. Um, I would be really fascinated to read uh, like critiques or um, reviews of this that came out at the time. Like, how this struck people at the time. Because for us, like, nothing about this feels original. And nothing about it feels particularly even lively. Yeah. It just kind of...
0: It plods a bit.
1: It, for a breezy, like, 26 minutes or whatever, it felt like forever.
0: I kept expecting... They were like, "It's like what is this, Lord of the Rings? I kept expecting it to end and then there'd be, like, <laughs> another scene. I'm like, oh, not more of this. Yeah, I... Also, I had so many questions, like world building type questions that they were not just that they weren't answering, that they were making me think about. Mm -hmm. That's the worst. If someone just doesn't tell me stuff, I might go like, "Ooh, I can't wait to find that out later. But if someone says something that makes you think about that question and then doesn't answer the question, it's a little annoying. Like he says after their honeymoon, they're like home in this home that they just have. Yeah. It's like, he says, look, I've been thinking about it. And I love you too much to let you go. Like, oh, I didn't know that was on the table. <laughs> and then he says, but you have to give out the magic. And she goes, oh, of course, yes. And he's like, and you have to learn to be a normal person. know, a normal wife. And she's like, of course. And he's like, you have to learn to clean and cook. And it's like, why is he assuming she doesn't know how? The, you guys dated for some amount of time, right? Like, they showed it in the intro. Yeah. That they went on at least four dates in which they made out. So at least probably one date in which they didn't, right? right? I guess there was that initial meeting when they, like, had lunch about it or whatever. But, like, how long did you guys date? I know people didn't always date as long as they do now before marriage back then, but...
1: And and dated possibly less intimately. That's, that's, a, that's another thing that I think sort of our experience and culture might be coloring this a little bit for you and i is yeah that, i
0: guess like she might have never been to his house even right yeah
1: in a in a at least in a time where it was culturally assumed that people weren't having sex before marriage and weren't being as intimate yeah before marriage it was again assumed humans is humans yeah a human. yeah no sure but but kind of offering this this sort of uh, uh story where it's like you get married and Holy shit! You find out this this other shoe drops about this person that you thought you knew. Yeah, Um, which in a culture like that, having a a surprise revelation about your new spouse makes a little more sense. Because I absolutely agree with you. Like, it's like, how long did you date? Like, this should have come up. How did you not notice anything weird?
0: Yeah. Well, also, it's like. Less that, how did you not notice anything weird, but why do you now assume she has no knowledge of, like, quote-unquote normal life? Yeah. You ran into her in, like, a department store. She was dressed normally. She was, you know, her hair, everything about her, she spoke normally. You went on a number of dates during which nothing came up that seemed strange. Like, why do you now assume? He didn't say, like, well, walk me through this. Did you... Have have you? How long have you lived in the normal world? Or like, is there a witch world that you live in? Is it totally different? He just immediately assumes that she she's not just a normal girl who also knows magic. She must be from some completely different world, which clearly is what the show is trying to indicate to us. But why would Darren assume that? It yeah. just seems a bit weird. So yeah, for it, and we have yeah, we have no particular reason to think that she doesn't know how to cook or clean, except that. She's shown at the end of the show just snapping her fingers and her whole dirty kitchen is perfectly spotless. So it's like, okay, so maybe she doesn't know how to clean because she's used to just magicking everything away. But, but why does he think that? Again, it's just, it's very unclear. She did say, like, I'm still new at it. I can only do small things. And then she does some pretty big things. So I'm not sure... What she defines as small. It's well, not all moving an ashtray
1: back and forth. She she can't magically banish her mother. Well. She tried. She
0: tried. But that makes me think it's that her mother's power is much stronger than hers. Yeah. And so it doesn't work. Also, that little magic spell she said. So it's not all wiggling her nose. She also occasionally waves her arms around and says a spell. Yeah. Yeah. The spell she said to her mom was so weird. It was like one Yoria Korean,
1: Phillipson, Follison, Nicholas John, Quevey Quavy, English Navy, Stigrum, Stagnum, Buck. B U C K spells buck and out goes you I'm like, what is
0: she Is that a li- rhyme or reason here or
1: <laughs> I thought that was like one of the few parts I genuinely enjoy oh, really? like, this is utter word salad and I have like There is, there is no rhyme or reason. Like this is, it is, it is so utterly word salad that it actually like.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, so they agree, okay, we're going to be married and, and I'll just not do magic anymore and it'll be great. Um, then we cut to this woman, this other woman swanning into an office and saying like, Oh, the, her, the secretary is like, oh, he's busy, she's like, oh, that's all right. He'll be happy to see me. And I'm like, who are? Who is this? Whose office is this? Darren has not been established what he does for a living yet. It just, it, all of a sudden, and then she swans it and it's Darren's office, and he's gigantic office by the way, oh. huge. So he's looking at some printouts of what, some ads or whatever, and this woman just comes in and is like, Darren, darling, and kisses him, and he's like Sheila, and looks surprised, and that's you're like. A- who is this an ex uh,
1: what was this his fiance and then he he met Samantha and just completely forgot oh God,
0: her yeah like who is this woman and then through their dialogue we get that she at least thought they were gonna get married she said he's like well I'm married she goes I know darling. it's wonderful and he's like you're 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 okay with it And she's like of course I'm not okay with it why if I hadn't gone on that trip it might have been me but I'm happy for you and it's like okay so they were dating. But like, how long was her trip and how how long did he and Samantha, I guess they didn't date very long if, if, if this girl just went on a trip. He was dating this girl and they were getting serious enough that she thought they were going to get married. She goes on a vacation and he just starts dating someone else and then marries them before she gets back? I we just I'm like what is this world? And she's like, well, you should come over and introduce her to everyone. And he's like, oh, I don't know if we're ready for that. And she's like, of course, we're your friends. And I'm like, hold on. So he and Samantha have been dating such a brief time that he never introduced her to a single one of his
1: friends. Yeah. Or or any of his family. Like it's like she hasn't met no one else. Yeah
0: i know you didn't necessarily always like introduce them to the parents before getting married then but like still it's like yeah i don't know it's just like so much was being left out that i was like what who is this woman and like were they really serious were they like surely they weren't actually engaged because he's but yeah she clearly thought that they were going to be and still thinks that they're going to be now i'm sorry I'm sure Dick York was a very nice man, but I'm not convinced that this many hot, rich, rich in Sheila's case, women are like that desperate to marry him.
1: I mean, he does have a huge, massive office.
0: (laughs) And he does have a huge, massive range of motion in his face. Yeah. (laughs) That guy does a lot. A lot. The eyebrows, the eyes, the mouth, everything is moving all the time.
1: I I—I like, I can, this this is something where it's not working for me, but I absolutely believe it was working for people in the 60s. His incredibly mobile, goofy ass face. I feel like back in the day, it was just like, I just, I can't get enough of that Dick York face. Like, Yeah. Oh, he no. He is hilarious.
0: Yeah. I think he was very funny and like doing all the crazy face stuff was very of the time. Yeah. Um I'm just having a hard time believing that he's got two women fighting over him basically. Also Sheila is extremely wealthy, like definitely more wealthy than him, although he's clearly more wealthy than we realized. He's like, we're gonna have a nice, normal suburban life, me and me and my wife, me and Samantha. And then she invites him to a party. Of course, she says it's going to be a very casual, like potluck thing. They show up in pretty casual clothes, and then it's a formal sit-down dinner where everyone's wearing black evening tie. wear. It's yeah. Black tie. Yeah, and she's wearing a gorgeous, you know, evening gown, and everything's perfect. And then she's being super aggressive to Samantha um with all of her like oh is this your little bride no you look very cute uh you just seem very capable you probably play golf <laughs> i'm like is this normal f- f- type of sp- way to talk to a person to the point that it doesn't sound like she's being a complete and utter cunt to this woman because i feel like if you were that mean to, to someone's spouse today that person would be like we should leave You obviously brought us here under false pretenses. You said it would be a potluck, very small, it'd be a sitting on the floor kind of thing, and this is a black tie event. I feel like, screw Darren for not being like, Sheila, you told us this would be a casual event. Why did you bring us here under false pretenses? Anyway, she has a butler. Come on. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on here. But then, they sit at the dinner table, and of course, they're seated at opposite ends of the table. Darren is seated next to Sheila. And she's constantly saying, Darren, do you remember that time that we were in Paris? And oh, remember that time we met that countess? And just like, so Darren is super wealthy. He's just traveled a lot, and all these other people are wealthy too. His house seemed fairly normal. I, I, he dresses fairly normal. Like, what is what is their history? I wanted to, an explanation of, like, how did they meet? How does he know all these other people? Why is he acting so very different from the lifestyle that yeah. they are implying he had before meeting Samantha?
1: This, this, to me, feels like the kind of thing where... We have to have, we want to have a fancy dinner party where the hostess is being a bitch to Samantha. Yeah. It's it's almost like, uh, it's one of those things where the story function is then like backfilled into the, they're trying to write to get, you know, it's like.
0: Yeah. It just seems like it wouldn't have been that hard to say like, Samantha goes like, so how did you, how did you meet Sheila? Oh, well, I- you know, my folks are uh, pretty yeah. well off, and uh, we went to the same boarding school. I don't yeah. know some kind of thing. Literally oh, anything. my brother and her brother uh, were friends, and so we met. I don't know some 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 anything. But there's no. no no explanation of why he's friends with and has traveled the world with this extremely wealthy woman. Apparently, known her for years.
1: I feel like I've known her for years at this point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just it's 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 fairly transparent. Um, yeah, all oh my god, and also how many digs at Samantha did we need to hear Sheila make? I feel like when they walked in and she said like you're sweet, you seem like a secretary, basically. I bet you're good at typing and golf.
1: I'm, That's. <laughs> I bet you're good at golf. Is that, are we like missing a like a uh, uh, an innuendo that like was a thing in the sixties? Like yeah, well, you know you know Samantha, she's. She's uh, good at golf. Yeah, it,
0: it was weird because I think of golf as, at the time, would be something that a rich person might be more into than someone who doesn't have as much money. Like, it's a is, it's a rich man's game, something you play at a country club.
1: And it's a very, it's a men's game, isn't it? Well, I but mean, is, is there I like think a, more.
0: But, like, women, like, for women to play golf, I do think of them as being, like, accompanying their husbands to a country club. That's, like, the cliche. Right. Whereas... Or I was oh you know my parents raised me at the country club and Daddy wanted me to learn golf you know that sort of thing so women playing golf not unheard of or anything but like it seems like she was like oh you're probably good at typing and cooking and playing golf other things I'm not good at <laughs>
1: she seems it's to be like giving her a compliment a, she, oh yeah but it's like the, like a backhanded like she's she's you're saying probably good you're at all these things work, I don't have a working time. class yeah right. but
0: like golf does not seem working no. class to me so
1: but maybe. Late 50s, early 60s, it became part of this, the whole kind of, like, suburban American dream as you go golfing on the weekends. and I hate this woman!
0: Yeah. But then, at the dinner table, we have to sit through another round of not only her saying probably eight times, Darren, do you remember the time that we... Like, repeatedly, she does that over and over and over. She shouts across the dinner table to Samantha... Like this long table, multiple times saying like, "Oh, we'll take care of you. We'll help you find a dressmaker and someone who can, who we uh, someone who would, can work with difficult hair." And like, "Do you know Doctor Whatever? No. Oh, he's a wonderful plastic surgeon, very good at noses. No, I've never met him. Oh, really? I could have sworn that you. <laughs> well, anyway, like, how many times? How many times we have to go through this same rigmarole of Sheila is both insulting Samantha and flaunting her wealth, like." I, we get it. We get it. You do not need to do it. And you don't have the excuse of wanting to show off the effects with that. But then she goes like, clearly Midsaman is getting angry. Yeah. And she's like, okay. I won't do it. I won't do it. Maybe just a little bit. And she makes her hair, uh, Sheila's hair kind of flop in her face while she's talking to Darren. Making a date with Darren? She's like,
1: yeah, pick me up. I'll pick you up at six. We'll go look at these paintings. It was just like, ugh. Yeah.
0: Uh... yeah, like completely excluding his wife and just being like, oh, this painter is here. I'm, I'm sure you want to buy one. I'll pick you up at six. Like, he, and Darren's just like, I can't words. I can't stand up for myself or be firm with this bitch. So yeah, she makes the hair flop in her face because some other guy goes, wow, Sheila sure is something. Never a hair out of place. So she does the hair four times. Then she moves on to spinach in the, in the teeth. Then moves the soup bowl in her way so she puts her elbow in it. It's like, okay, okay. And then her the back of her dress unzips and I'm like, alright, rein it in. I was like, was that an excuse for the show to show a little bit of skin? Because it's weird that with Samantha on her wedding night, they had her in a very proper pink, like, neck-to-toe, full-length sleeves robe. And then this woman is wearing a rather skimp, not skimpy, but, um, you know, spaghetti strap dress. And then when they unzip her dress, she is not wearing anything underneath that you can see. (laughs) I was like, whoa! Also, rein it in, Samantha, that's a bit, the hair flipping was like, okay, fine. I guess hair can move around. Spinach in the teeth, that one was great. No reason for that to be odd. But then a, a maid comes over with an empty tray to take the soup bowl away. And Samantha nose-wiggles a full meal of, like, steak and potatoes onto it, which is then poured into the woman's lap. I'm like, well, now the maid's gonna get fired. Don't do that, Samantha. Also, that was too, too ridiculous. But, oh no, she's not done yet. She leaves the room in a flurry. It's Sheila. Darren is re- like, oh, she dropped her, her bracelet. I'll, I'll go help her. Goes to her, and then the the door flies open.
1: Yeah. Samantha blows out a candle and like it's, she's controlling the wind and it blows the front door open. And yeah. Like, the, 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 uh, Darren and <laughs> Sheila are almost like blown over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like her hair, her dress is going everywhere. And finally she runs upstairs and no, everyone is. Has... No, it
1: blows. Sheila is wearing a wig.
0: Oh yeah. She's wearing, not a full wig, but like um extensions, like yeah. a hair fall. I think yeah. is it's called. In the back. it
1: blows off, and so there's
0: like, oh! Yeah, she runs away. Everyone is standing at the dinner table still like, what the fuck? What the hap? It's fucking And it's just, like, again, it's just so many things. It's like, I'm already tired of this, and we're doing more of it. Uh, It just feels like it could have been a little more economical, but, again, it's a different time. It's a different pacing. It's, people are there for a different thing. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't, I'm not, I don't want to give the show too hard a time because it, it was not, we're not the audience it was made for, but it was still like, oof. I got a little bit of that when we were watching I Dream of genie. the feeling of like, okay, more, more effects, more awkward situations, but, you know.
1: But, but whereas in I Dream of Jeannie, I feel like there was still a liveliness and a vitality to all of the proceedings. Like, yeah also the the relationship with um the fella is different they're not married right, initially yeah. he's she is a chaos gremlin who attaches herself to him and is following him around yeah so when her wacky shit happens to him i think the comedy stems from he's trying to get away she's yeah. being aggressive she's chasing him yeah whereas this it's just like the 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 whole thing is like he's like, "Don't use magic," and she's like, "I'll try not to." And okay, it's just, I'll
0: do a little bit. Yeah. Or what if instead of doing a little bit, I went way the fuck over the top? Yeah. She goes from okay, just a little to everything she can think of, just throwing it all at the wall very quickly.
1: It's yeah, it's it's like a cartoonish version of like someone falling off the wagon. Yeah. In a movie, you know, where they're like, "Well, I'll just have one sip of alcohol," and then you're like, smash cut to them like running naked through a, a denny's <laughs> or something you know it's just like
0: yeah it was very extreme and yeah she just said all she the only explanation she offers later when they get home is like well, i just think giving up the magic is gonna be harder than i thought i'm like you barely tried girl like and also the things she did were not conducive to getting sheila out of the way first she just wanted to embarrass her with the hair falling in her face and the and the spinach yeah. Then it seems with the food spilling on her, she was like wanted to get her away from Darren. But then the, yeah, all the like the hair flying and, and uh, I don't know. it It's just so much, just so much.
1: So just to wrap up this recap really quick. Yeah,
0: sorry. I'm like uh, pulling my face down. They like, get
1: why? home after the dinner party. They have another conversation where she's like, I'll try not to magic. And he's like, uh, yeah, just promise you'll try not to magic. I believe you can. Yeah. I believe in you. And it's like, are we supposed to like find it cheering that that he believes in her or I don't. Uh, uh. And then and I, I have to be honest, like I did think that the chemistry between the two, I did like their chemistry. Like as a as a as a TV couple. It's like Yeah, they're like, cute. Like when they look at each other and they're like, uh, oh, but I do love you. It's like I did believe that.
0: Yeah. That is the Very one cute.
1: saving grace of this for me is that like if you're gonna build a show around this couple having the ups and downs of her magical whimsy and him wanting, you know, trying to do a normal thing, the co- the oftentimes with with premises like this, it's like why are these two fucks together? Like what I don't want them together. They're not good to, But, like, I at least believe from what we saw in yeah. this, it's, like, he really does genuinely like her. And when this other woman is being, like, swanning in and, like, trying to insinuate herself and, like, get in the way, he just seems befuddled and surprised and confused. Not like, oh, maybe I do want to, like, get a little Sheila on the side. Like, he's yeah. committed. Yeah. And I, that yeah. is sweet. There's a sweetness to that. Uh, but. Yeah. I just bring that up because the last thing that happens is he's like, well, it's uh, time for bed. And she goes, well, I need to clean up the kitchen. And he's like, tomorrow. tomorrow, And she goes, that's what you said last night. And he's like,
0: good point. Like, what, what was she doing all day when he was at work? Like, she says she wants to be a proper housewife. And yet somehow they managed to dirty like a full dinner party's worth of dishes, which were spotlessly clean on the counter. Uh, maybe she had washed them and they just hadn't put them away. I guess yeah. they all looked clean and stacked neatly on the counter, but uh, I was like, they didn't have dinner at home tonight, and wasn't the night before like their first night at home? I guess we don't really know how much time has passed. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. He's like, no, don't clean the kitchen. And you think she would have been like, I could come upstairs faster if I used magic. And it was like, Meh. No, I can wait. Or something like yeah. that. Like, okay, good point. I don't want to encourage you to make ma- to do make magic. <laughs> Wank. I, I don't want to encourage you to do magic so we can go hurry up and make magic.
1: But then he flirtatiously says, don't be too long.
0: Yeah, it's like, you are encouraging her to use magic. Yeah. Do you realize you're doing that? And then she looks around the kitchen at all of the dishes. Like, every like dish like they the own. Silver
1: needs to be shined. Yeah, I like
0: a, a whole, a full set of silver that is filthy sitting next to like a rag and a bottle of silver polish and i'm like where did the silver come from was it like a family heirloom he inherited and the family member who gave it to him couldn't be arsed to polish it before giving it to them as a wedding gift how is it so tarnished when they just got married what is going on here they just wanted a task that would be very visually effective and then when she snaps her fingers you can see in the background of the shot that the silver is all polished but they don't show a shot of it to be like Bam! Look at that silver. Yeah. A weird choice. And then she's like, "Maybe I could taper off gradually." Ha 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 ha! End of episode.
1: And she, yeah, it's just. Yeah. Moving so, on to our first segment.
0: Wait. Okay. Yes, we will move on to our first segment real quick. I just want to talk about something that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. Right? They mm-hmm. are the Adams family and Munsters. Sure. Of of. Ladies, magic ladies who marry non-magic dudes, or something. Mm-hmm. Now we established previously in our episode about the Adam family that it was kind of made at the same time as the monsters. It was kind of a coincidence. Okay, what do you think is the situation with I Dream of Genie and Bewitched?
1: Uh, I think someone in the mid '60s was like, "How can we drive podcasters in 2022? Totally fucking crazy!"
0: <laughs> all right, all right.
1: No, I, I have no idea. I mean, it could genuinely be either way. But, okay,
0: if but, I told you that one of them came first and the other one was absolutely cashing in on the success of the first, which would you guess was first? Uh,
1: my my initial gut instinct is that this was first, and I dream of genie was like we're gonna go whole hog and do a way better version. But honestly, I feel like I dream of genie was first, just because. I know that the first episode of that was originally in black and white. Whereas I think this was color to start with. Yeah. Okay. That is a
0: a good hint that you would expect. But apparently Bewitched was first. It was a smash hit right out of the gate. And they went, yeah, how do we do another beautiful blonde magic lady makes life confusing for hapless brunette non-magic man who has a... Another brunette, a beautiful brunette, a rich, beautiful brunette who is trying to, or maybe wanted previously wanted to also marry him, and is the the blonde's nemesis kind of. Even though the woman in I Dream of Jeannie does no wrong, she does not deserve any of that. Yeah. Um. And then a movie had come out, uh, like after after Bewitched, it was called The Brass Bottle, that is about a hapless. Non-magic dude who discovers a genie.
1: Who is a and sexy lady? Barbara
0: Eden is in that movie, but she is not the genie. The genie is played by. Promo plays Burl Ives! They went a different way with it in the
1: show. I mean, Burl Ives <laughs> is sexy of a type.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Barbara Eden is like, I think in the movie is like, it's uh-huh. 1964, a year before I Dream and Genie came out. Okay. So it's like, uh she's like the the wife or fiance of the guy who's the main character played by tony randall and all the pictures and stills from the movie she's wearing like a little black cocktail dress with like a sedate pearl necklace and looks very like what is going on so yeah interesting that they 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 combined bewitch is popular this movie did pretty well that Barbara Eden's pretty hot but what if she was the genie you follow me no belly buttons, but other than that, we're gonna get some skin. Anyway, so yeah, that I just thought that was interesting that this yeah. was d- literally the the perfect example of, oh, people like that. Hurry, let's make that. And there are despite the fact that there are some notable differences, there are also some uh, obvious in, similarities in
1: in terms of your basic setup, there are definitely similarities yeah
0: and in terms of the pilot as well the the both pilots are very much about um the magic just keeps happening and this hapless guy keeps being like what is happening in that case uh i drew a genie it was more genie's messing with him because she's a chaos gremlin and in this it was like they just kept having to come up with ways for magic to happen even though samantha definitely didn't want to do magic
1: and i think i think that's why i drew a genie didn't as excruciating to me as this is that this just felt like it kept bending over backwards to have yeah. a reason for the magic to happen whereas in i dream of genie it's like she's a chaos gremlin she's gonna chaos yeah. whatever she feel like however she feel like like yeah it's almost like the whatever weird shit is happening it's just like well she's crazy yeah like, there you go yeah the,
0: the only thing i liked better about this really is that sheila deserved it and the yeah the guy's fiance and, and i dream of genie does not um, and also that, that at least in this situation, Darren has accepted uh, this witch to yeah. be his lawfully wedded wife.
1: You do take this witch.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, shall we move finally on to our first
1: segment? Yes.
0: Which we like to call...
1: Where Did the Money Go? This is where we like to talk about how we think they spent money on this first episode. Oftentimes, the first episode is a pilot. uh, They might be trying to make a big splash to sort of get their foot in the door. And I think here, they're spending all their money on these effects. Yeah. They are involved, large, complex. Some of them look really good for a TV budget at this time. Like, that's where your money's going.
0: Yeah. None of the sets were interesting or uh, seemed specific to the show. Yeah. Probably the living room is going to be their living room on the show, likely. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely was yeah. Unlike I Dreamed where they had a desert island and uh, a harem like a, a magical like
1: king's palace yeah, like, full of belly dancers. The set of the inside of her lamp, and uh, there was yes. a lot of like very clearly purpose built stuff. Yeah, this was just like.
0: Effect, 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 effect. Yeah. All of that. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it, wouldn't you say?
1: Let's move on to Cliffs and Chips.
0: Uh, In this segment, we talk about some predictions for the future of the show. Uh, The eponymous cliffs are the cliffhangers that might happen at the end of some future seasons, especially season one. And ships are relationships we'd like to see addressed. Obviously, uh, this works better for uh, more modern shows. But uh, I I think we could come up with some cliffhanger ideas for this
1: one. I mean, watching multiple episodes of this over time, it would be nice if sort of the dynamic in the relationship eventually developed to somewhere where there was more of a a homeostasis and it wasn't constantly like, oh, we got to hide the magic. Oh, Mm -hmm. try not to use the magic. You know, if it kind of reached sort of a winking level of like, as long as no one sees.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that kind of development of their relationship, because as I mentioned earlier, like I do think they have chemistry. I like the two of them together. Um, I could see the two because because he has a face for reacting to real yeah. stuff happening. <laughs>
0: like, he I'm... definitely was chosen for
1: Darren, reaction power. I'm sorry. You have a reaction face. We're going to keep doing whimsical shit to you. It's not up for discussion.
0: Nope. Uh,
1: But I don't know where I'll say that, bring this up, but I feel like we're missing someone else integral. I just can't imagine this being yeah. a huge hit off of really two lead actors, a bunch of, eh, and, and the mom. Like, yeah, uh, you, honestly, you know I,
0: mean? I, I would be shocked if Sheila stayed on the show for very long. Like she just seems to one note, like, is she really going to hang around that long? I mean, I- even if we accept that she is like, oh, he's married well, I'll see if I can convince him to get a divorce, like, right away.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that, I, even if we accept that that is her game, you'd think after a little while she'd go, all right, there's, I have bigger fish to fry. Like, yeah. come on. I am gorgeous and rich. I can have someone else. This is not, he is not that great, girl. Have some self-respect.
1: Yeah, there's just, like, like even the, the scene where Darren is having a drink with his friend, who's, like, giving him oh, very right. rote... Like, very, like, there's kind of like a little throwaway scene where Darren is trying to tell his supposedly best friend that yeah. that he's married to a witch. And his friend is like, well, you know, marriage, and it's about two people loving each other and building a th- You know, it's just like a bunch of rote, like, stock cliche yeah. marriage advice.
0: While Darren is saying, she's a witch. I don't know if I can handle it. She can yeah. do magic. And it's he's just like, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, let me know if you need any more advice. I'd totally forgotten about that guy. Like...
1: But it's, he's such a non-entity that yeah. I, I don't imagine he's going to keep showing up. And I, I, I just feel like, like you said, like they need a Fred and Ethel. Um, like yeah. The, we we haven't met the neighbors. And I feel like there's got to be like the couple next door oh, yeah. who just bring yeah. it all together.
0: Yeah. I feel like the, it, it seems so obvious to me. I mean, I suggested it in the What We Know because it, if the premise is she is trying to be a normal housewife but she can't resist doing magic or her magic life keeps encroaching on them i.e her mom uh, it seems like the obvious thing would be for there to be a nosy neighbor who's like something weird going on in that house peering through the blinds you know
1: yeah uh, yeah I mean in terms of there's not there's army, no one to ship there's no one to ship.
0: I guess that you you said it, and that you hope their relationship reaches some kind of homeostasis. Yeah, yeah I hope yeah. so too.
1: I hope for that change and growth. I also could see a situation where uh, mom gets some sort of human paramour as well. That could be a fun ongoing, you know. Like <laughs> at some cured. point, that gag happens. But I just let's let's keep going. I'm I'm getting exhausted talking about.
0: Oh, this. I'm so sorry, buddy. No, it's okay.
1: Our next okay. segment, which we like to call. What will this show be? I think
0: it's of the time where this is, it's going to be kind of more of this. Uh, Obviously, this was setting up the scenario, but like, yeah, uh, Darren's boss is coming over for dinner, and... He makes Samantha promise she'll just make a nice dinner and not use magic, but she's so worried about making the night perfect, she keeps trying to magic it and instead things go wrong. Although I'd like the twist for that episode to be when all is said and done, the boss and the boss's wife are like, that was wonderful. We've never had such a delightful time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we're going to get a a lot of stock kind of sitcom type stuff like that.
0: There's got to uh, be a nosy neighbor, at least at yeah. some point. Um, someone from Samantha's... a new, Another person from Samantha's former life. A former witch uh, a boyfriend. A warlock shows up. Like, tries to convince Samantha to come back and marry him instead or whatever.
1: Do, they, do you have any recollection of there being, like, other types of supernatural things showing up? Or is it just witches?
0: I only remember the mom... Yeah. And I was thinking she had a sister, but I might be remembering that I Dream of Genie. She has a sister. Yeah, or something.
1: Because I, I vaguely, when we were talking about I Dream of Genie, I was like, is there like other genies who show up and like, like her mom or something? Yeah, and I think I was thinking of this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, definitely, I, I think that other magic people show up and cause havoc, uh, in her life. I think that's a thing in the show, but I can't remember anyone specific except the mom. Yeah. Um and I don't remember them branching out Lost Girl style into other, you know but I bet you there's at least one episode where there's like a fairy or yeah. um a vampire? I don't know. Pooka. <laughs> I bet you there's at least some other magic figures that show up. It just seems likely, but no, nah, I no particular memory. The funny thing is that my memory of this show was much more fifties the pilot felt more 60s like i just remember her in perfect little dresses all the time around the house yeah. and instead she's wearing like a sweater and some pedal pushers yeah so i and i remember it being more black and white although it might have it might have been this might be colorized yeah. in fact i'm positive it was because her eyes are so green mm. extremely green
1: uh <laughs> you done again uh, I'm, so, I'm i'm sorry i was just so i'm worried. the
0: one who's hungry and wanted to do dinner first but now you're just dying all right we will move on then to hey, ta. I,
1: I, I recognized agnes morehead i've seen her in other things she was in of course citizen kane and she was a little oh. bit of a stunt casty like grand dame of hollywood
0: you know it's funny because i recognized her name and certainly she had the and featuring yeah. agnes morehead as Endora. it was like Clearly, she's somebody, but I, I didn't recognize her as being in anything else mm-hmm. specific that I could remember. That's interesting. Uh, other than that, everyone, I only recognize Elizabeth Montgomery and Dick York from right. this show. Right. There was nobody else. The Sheila was not someone I recognized. The friend was not someone I recognized. The, the, the
1: doctor looked vaguely familiar, but I think it had a lot more to do with just like the styling, thing, yeah, it being uh, that guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. All right, well then we can uh, skip right along. I choose you. Uh,
1: sensibly, this is the place where we talk about our favorite character, the one we want to see more of, and what we liked. I liked the mom in concept far more than in execution. I could yeah. see. I I can I can see a world where every every single scene she's in is everybody's favorite scene in the episode, and she's just stealing the scene. But like, in this one, it's like on no planet is appearing in your daughter's room on her wedding night. Okay. Yeah. Just just. Yeah. Screw you, lady.
0: Yeah, and then just. Yeah, it seemed a bit like wow. This must have been a real whirlwind. Uh, romance if her mom doesn't even know what's going on i mean i guess i could see her like you know what i would have liked to see actually with this pilot Hmm. them working them engaged and working up to the wedding i would have loved that if uh they were they got engaged and then her mom shows up on one of their dates or something like that Or maybe his parents throw an engagement party. And then mom shows up and is like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to marry this guy. No, you are not.
1: And the the old girlfriend pulling her shit and everything. Yeah, all all that that Up to the wedding. And then the final thing is, no, I do still want to marry you. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Ends with wedding bells. That makes so much more sense.
0: Yeah. You could still have the mom showing up and being like, let's go home. Enough of this foolishness. Yeah. I mean, although I I buy the mom being like, I don't care if you're married or not. What are human laws to me? You know yeah, that that yeah. works. But the 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 other girlfriend showing up from a, from a long vacation and being like, uh, "Excuse me, yeah, I was not informed." Like, and then trying to woo him back makes so much more sense if they're not actually married yet. So yeah, I I I wonder if on, at, at this point realizing how much more sense it would have made, I wonder if that wasn't. Possibly an initial idea. And then they went like, no, we need more homeostasis of what the show's going to be at the beginning. We need yeah. more of what the, the show is. We'll do a little montage of the meeting. I either expected that or for them to just already be married. Yeah. And maybe they've even been married like a couple of weeks or something. And then her mom shows up like, I just heard.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does. I'm. Now that, like, we're sort of talking through it, I do wonder if this was originally written as a, like, a one-hour pilot or the first draft of this script was something longer and a little bit more detailed. And this is, like, in some ways cut down to the bare minimum to cram it into half an hour to just get the damn thing on television. Yeah. You know, this almost seems like, because it's kind of high concept. Like, if you really think about it. There, there's a certain aspect of it that's very high concept and then we're getting the most like bare bones hijinks version of it. You know, I could, I could see this being something that some writer is like really passionate about and it just becomes this.
0: Yeah, it just becomes a bunch of hijinks yeah. loosely knitted together with some vague plot. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you on that, too. I mean, we were supposed to be talking about our favorite characters, but we came to a good conclusion, I think, there anyway.
1: Right. Well, let's just uh, k- keep this thread going in our... Final verdicts! Because I feel like we're kind of circling the drain to the... Yeah. Answer to the question, did this pilot do the job of a pilot, or did this first episode, in this case, do the job of a, a, a beginning, make you want to watch more of the show, introduce you to what the show is? And it just... For me, a I feel like they did sell me on exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, I don't feel like the show's trying to do something, but it's not working. I feel like they gave me what they wanted. You know, it's not like they're. Yeah. But I just, I'm from my vantage point, not getting something that someone in 1963 would have, or 66, whatever, would have been getting.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it's true and. I just I I don't I kind of disagree with you about the they gave gave us what they were trying to give us because I I feel like the gist of the show going forward is going to be more happy happy family hijinks like housekeeping hijinks it's more around the house yeah but in this we get none of the house almost and very little of the like boop I polished the silver the the whole dinner scene I'm like. Surely that must be them trying to set up her her being a witch is like the least of her problems with trying to fit into his life. He's also got all these rich friends she doesn't know how to talk to or whatever. Like I don't know, it it it, it I don't remember any of that from seeing the show when I was a kid. Maybe it is there or maybe they set it up in the pilot and then jettisoned it in a few episodes.
1: I and this brings up for me something that I've kind of has been percolating through my mind as we've been talking about this and sort of, I feel like we're almost doing like a post mortem on this (laughs) particular episode, Uh, which can all, which is also interesting. I know I I'm, I'm leaning on the fact that I'm exhausted and I don't want to talk about it just because of how frustrating it is, but there are aspects that interest me. And the thing that I'm kind of coming to is that I grew up in an era where you could pick and choose television. You could go rent VHS tapes. You could tape something off TV. Uh, You you had numerous
0: channels to choose from.
1: Yeah. And and even just, you know, my family didn't have cable when I was growing up. So stuff that I saw was either something that I had appointment viewing at a friend's house. You know, like for me, the Nick at Night block was during that Bible study at the pastor's house with the pastor's kids kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. or it was something where you're like, my family watched all of the first four or five seasons of X-Files together by getting the VHS tapes from Crazy Mike's video store in Fernale, Washington. You know, it was just the thing we did. Good old Crazy Mike. Good old Crazy Mike's. They will be missed. Neurodivergent Mike's. Gotta love that place. <laughs> uh, but but I had this vague idea, you know, like just, you know, there's kind of this, uh, this stereotype of TV that it's disposable, it's dumb, it just happens in front of you. It's not meant to be high-minded. It's not meant to be to be good. And you know, now in this era of peak television, you know, people are saying things like, "Oh, it's a golden age of television, and television is really arty, and you can tell developed adult interesting stories on television or whatever." But you know, there's this kind of stereotype that TV is just like dumb, whatever. It happens in front of you. You're not asking for much, and that. And I, I never really understood that because TV was something that I was very choosy about mm-hmm. with, and, and growing up with my family. And this is the first time I've encountered something where I'm like, oh, like, like this makes me think like, okay, this is something that was just was like, yeah, what, what do you want? She's a witch and he's, he's a, a normal man and they're trying to be a, a husband, a wife and stuff happens. Like, what more do you want? Like, yeah. here it is. Don't overthink it. Like, yeah. she, she just wiggles her nose and she's cute. Like, shut up. And, Here's your 2.5 children and your chicken in every garage, like American (laughs) dreams. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if this was like this kind of version of something that was like just wacky enough that like, quote unquote, normies had a good time with it. And that the reason that some things have more staying power with us today, uh, you know, going back and watching something like uh, The Addams Family, which... Holds up as a zany product. Even mm-hmm. today. Uh, that just like. This was just like. It was of its moment. And it's beloved more for nostalgia. Than because it holds up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. I think for me. It ultimately comes back to. The fact that. I don't think. If I saw this. And didn't know anything else about the show. I would still be questioning, what is this show going forward? Is it about her not fitting in with his rich friends? Is it about her trying to learn to be a human housewife? Is it about her mom interfering? Is it about this woman trying to steal Darren? Like, how is this, how is this playing out going forward? I, it, I feel like, especially from this time period, I, I want out of a pilot, a very clear idea of what your average daily episode is going to be like, because they they weren't building big stories and you were supposed to be able to catch any episode out of nowhere and and not get it and it just yeah it's it it feels a little hectic and chaotic and like like they actually tried to throw too much into this pilot while also not doing enough. I don't know,
1: so Sarah. <laughs> Do you want to watch more of this?
0: No. No, I do not. I, I, I even, you know, our usual thing is to say that I don't know that I want to watch the whole show, but if, I, if somebody showed me a list of like some top episodes or somebody told me, oh, there's a great one with a cameo or a guest appearance by this person, or oh, there's this really fun, wacky one where they do something totally out of the blue or something, I'd watch that. But I do feel a little bit like, no, I'm good good the only thing i really want is i'm i am curious about whether sheila sticks around just because a her character does not seem sustainable her character motivations don't seem sustainable and b i don't remember her so curious about that maybe not curious enough to do anything more than google the answer and that's that's all i can say you can't say fairer than that but you went into a lot of detail about your general feelings about tv but I don't think you actually answered the question, do you want to watch more of the show? No. I mean, that seemed pretty straightforward, but we had to to say it.
1: There's a little caveat to that, because on the one hand, I want to say that I even regret spending the 25 minutes that we spent (laughs) to watch this. But on the other hand, this is almost, this almost hits that range for me personally, where it's so bad, it is a kind of compelling.
0: Mm, Like my mother,
1: the car. Yeah, where I'm just like, what? It just this whole premise doesn't seem sustainable as it was presented in this first episode. So I'm like, part of me has like this kind of like, you know, disaster fascination to want to watch the next episode just to see like even the first five minutes of it or or to talk to somebody who's a big fan and be like, what? What am I not seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Like. And I think that's part of why, even though I'm, like, exhausted by this, I did want to spend more time talking about it and talking about TV in general. Because, like, this is one of those situations where I'm encountering a piece of art that, like, I will categorically say, I just, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I'm not getting. Like, you know, that's why I was waving my hand at, like, uh, uh, feminist cultural critique earlier and, like, (laughs) some of that stuff. Because it's just, like... It's clearly stuck around in popular culture. It's yeah. a thing that people will wrap. My mom will still wiggle her nose like that when she's doing housework. Like it's just a it's like it's out there in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and it just seeing it I'm like I don't get it. So no I don't want to watch more, but at the same time, sometimes when you stare into the abyss, <laughs> the abyss looks back at you and wiggles its nose.
0: And on that note, <laughs> I just wiggle my nose, strangely. Except I think I wiggled my mouth more than my nose because this is harder... It's harder. It's very compelling podcasting, I'll tell you that right now.
1: Anyway, bye. bye. Oh, Sarah, I almost forgot. <laughs> wow. I just throw things around the room. Oh, Sarah, I almost forgot. I said I was going to tell you a story about something to do with witches and brooms. Oh, yeah. Okay, so hearing the like when the theme song started playing and and just like thinking about this show around the time that this show was popular there was a magician and his wife who toured around doing like the one act right because back in the 50s 60s you you'd go on all the tv shows and do the same one magic act Mm -hmm. so you've seen a version of the magic act where someone lays down on something and they're horizontal laying down in the air and then Mm -hmm. the things underneath them all get removed except for maybe one thing on the end they're balanced you know horizontally at 90 degrees to like a thing their foot is on yeah so this husband and wife did a duo act where they were ostensibly darren and samantha okay i've seen photos of this and a little bit of video from it uh and what it was was she's like sweeping and kind of doing housework and then she lays down and her foot is on a broom and then she's horizontal in the air and there's nothing else holding her up. And it's mm-hmm. like, Da-da. Uh, without telling you how the whole trick works, obviously the, the key to one of these tricks working is that the broom that she's balanced on isn't a normal wooden broom. It's like a very strong piece of steel. It's a steel bar. So uh, the magician passed away. This was you know 40 years ago or something and all mm-hmm. of his stuff uh i think his wife had it for a while and then it went to, went to the family and the family had like grandpa or great uncle so-and-so's bewitched bewitched magic act laying around and so over the years they're like okay we need to store this so that it can you know something like maybe we'll sell it or something it finally ended up at a magic warehouse shop that I frequent whenever I go to Fresno, California.
0: Oh yes, I have been to this magic store
1: called Hocus Pocus. It is delightful. So I went to Hocus Pocus a couple days after they had acquired it, and it was on sale. So I got to I got to fiddle with this this magic act and and play around with it and tr- and try it out. Uh, and the the funny thing is is that when the family somehow over the years the family was actually using one of the brooms from the act to like... As a broom? No, no, no. Oh. They, they had it like up above the mantle of like, this is this is mom and the dad's broom. The yeah. broom. And so they kept that one and they just got rid of all the other ones. Because like, why are these brooms with metal bar? Like, get rid of this. They're heavy. They're annoying. Yeah. And so when the, the magic act got sold to the shop... They're like, yeah, and this is the broom they used. And it's like clearly not the broom because they had like a normal broom that she could sweep with and throw yeah. around and whatever. And the, the the like really heavy 150 pound broom that held her up was nowhere to be found. Oh. So the magic shop was able to somehow get in touch with this old man who made all the original brooms for them for this magic act back in the day. And he made one more broom. And so they could sell it as a complete magic trick. Uh, this doesn't really have a lot to do with the show, but I just felt like I owed you a somewhat amusing story after <laughs> complaining for so long.
0: Well, thank you, strangely. That was very amusing. And I am d- very, I'm especially amused by the fact that the broom they had, you know, like, hanging over the ma- the, the fireplace in, 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 in Pride of Place was just the regular prop broom that they... She swept with, not yeah. the magic one. <laughs>
1: yeah, because the the whole family believed that the magic was real.
0: Oh, wow. That's sweet. And on that note, bye?
1: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com. Or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future topics.
0: Please share this episode with a friend or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us.
1: Our podcast is entirely listener-supported.
0: So thanks to our special guest stars, Cynthia, Tina, Juniper, and Jerry.
1: Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is
0: a Herringbone Society production.